Hey there, it's Susan Bradley, and you are on the roadmap to 50K. So listen, one of the hardest things to do for an e-commerce store owner is to increase your conversion rate. It's not a simple fix, but I have a member here who's just done a great job of increasing her conversion rate, and she's sharing all her secrets. It's going to be a good one. Listen up, bring a pen, and I'll see you on the inside. Welcome to the Roadmap to 50K on Shopify. Each week, we'll take you behind the scenes of real stores, where you're going to learn actionable strategies and tips that will fast-track the growth and profitability of your e-commerce business. So, buckle up. Welcome your host and Shopify expert, Susan Bradley. Hey, hey, everyone. I am back with uh, one of my all-time favorite people to chat with. Her name is Kelly Barth. She owns uh, a little company called Kabooties. So, so cute. Baby shoes. Go check them out. But here's why we, uh, we're talking to Kelly again. This is your second time on the podcast, Kelly. Yeah, I'm so excited to be back. Thank you for having me. I'm so glad you are. And here's why. You are the top dog in my mind of people who uh, take a challenge and go do it. And I can think of your whole journey through the inner circle. I think, are you coming up to two years? Yeah, it'll be two years this fall. Yeah. So the whole time, like you've been a uh, really good uh, participator, like you, uh, you, you're methodical, you're organized, you share in the group. And so we all get, have been able to watch your journey as you've gone. Uh, through it. And way back, I think you might have been in the inner circle, I don't know, six months, we had a conversation, which was on one of our episodes about 15 minute feedback about how to grow kabooties. And I challenged you to start (laughs) paying yourself. And then back you came with all the ways the list of how you were going to get there to pay yourself. And before you know it, you were paying yourself. And then you, uh, we had a conversation about how you were able to really grow your traffic. And, uh, and you've done a great job of building traffic. And, and really that we all know that's the first thing, right? You have to get enough traffic. And, and so you were paying yourself, you managed to use Traffic Bootcamp and make it work for your business so that you had the traffic that you needed. But then you said to me, but my conversion rate's not good. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, okay, let's talk about that. Let's solve this next problem. Because really growing these businesses is solving problems step by step. And and you solve you solve one and another one presents itself. So I really want, I'm 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 so glad that you're here because I want people to see how they really can take control and become problem solvers in their own business. And really the results that you can get when you look at your data and analyze it and then take action based on what you want to happen with it. So let's just uh, back up a little bit. And uh, can you just tell everybody really quickly about Kabooties and how you got to where you are right now? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm excited to be able to have this conversation because I think a lot of what I've gone through is so typical, but when you're going through it, it feels scary and like maybe you're doing it wrong. Um, so I'm excited to be able to, to have this conversation and, and share with people who are going through it now. Um, but yeah, I'm a maker. I make uh, baby shoes. They're washable vegan baby shoes that don't fall off. And when I joined the inner circle, I was doing almost all the making myself. And 
didn't really know how to get traffic to my website. I knew I didn't want to be on Etsy anymore. And I knew I needed to have my own place on the internet for my own audience, my own customers. And so I built a website and nobody came to it and I didn't know what to do. Um, so then I found Traffic Bootcamp one day, just scrolling through the internet. And I started consuming all your free content and started to see, you know, the numbers getting better in terms of people coming to my website. And so then I said, okay, I'm going to go all in on this. I signed up for a year of the inner circle, paid for it up front and just implemented as many things as I could. And I said, I'm going to give myself this year and either it's going to work or I'm going to quit. And obviously it worked um, because I'm still here. And now I'm taking a paycheck for my business and people have actually heard of my business and go to my website on purpose, which is exciting. And I went through all the system and my traffic went way up. My sales went a little up and my conversion rate went way down, which I realize now is so normal. But at the time I thought, Ugh. well, yeah, I must, I must be doing it wrong. Or maybe this doesn't work and maybe I should stop doing this because my conversion rate's down. Um, but I realized that's actually the indication that what you've done is working. It just means you've done only the first step. Um, so you're so smart. Go oh, well, I've spent a lot of time listening to you talk. So I'm finally onboarding all these things. Um, but yeah, I realized it just meant that I had a lot of new people in my audience and I needed to let them get to know me more. Um, so I spent a lot of time testing a lot of emails, running a lot of events and paying attention to what worked. And then I started Reliable Revenue in, what was it, February? Yeah. We did it. Yeah. And um, you might remember, I did like a lot of driving during that time. We were going back and forth to see family a lot. So I had a lot of time in the car and I'm just listening to all the coaching. And I kind of had this moment of clarity where I could see like my customer journey. And I realized I'm so good now at filling the top of my funnel. And then that was it. Like... <laughs> just putting the people in and then just expecting them to buy stuff and surprise it doesn't work like that. That's so cool. It's, I wish everyone could see you because, you know, we're looking at each other while we have this conversation and I feel like, oh my gosh, you could be me. Cause I look at videos of myself and I'm holding my hands up in the air talking about the top of funnel. <laughs> You're doing the same thing. Yay. I'm clapping. So so, so once you had that epiphany, that oh moment, uh, what were the steps you took? Like, okay, how did you break that down and uh, figure out what you needed to do to increase your conversion rate? And let's actually, you know what, let's back it all up. Do you want to explain in your terms? Because there might actually be people here who don't know what the conversion rate is. Explain in your terms what that is. Yeah. So basically, um, originally, before I started doing Traffic Bootcamp, People would come to my website because they knew who I was and they intended to buy something. So a lot of the people who came to my website made a purchase. And so the percentage of people who bought was really high. And then as I started introducing new people to my business, they just wanted to know what it was and they had no intention of buying. So the percentage of people who came to my website that actually bought a thing from my website was, was very small, less than 1% of people who visited the site and bought anything, right. which was scary. Yeah. But now I know that that's normal. And it means it just means that you're getting new people onto your site who've never heard of you before. So in hard numbers, you had to send more than 100 people to your site to get mm -hmm. sale. Exactly. 
but you're, you hit the nail on the head when you said, we all uh, look at these things and, and think we did something wrong. And the beauty of increasing your conversion rate, of course, is that you don't have to pay any more for traffic. But if you could get three people out of every hundred, your sales will more than double. Yeah, that's the journey you've been on. So so you realized that you were bringing in a lot, you were really good at bringing people in, but you had to convert them. So what what strategies when you had that epiphany, what strategies did you take? Well, I kind of sat back and I looked at uh, my numbers. And one thing I was really aware of was the fact that I had a 50% returning customer rate. So people, people that bought from me, half of them would come back and buy again. And I was like, okay, that's really high, which is a little bit scary as a baby business because those babies grow up and what happens when they're gone. But at the same time, I'm thinking, well, what did, what is special about those people? What have they gone through and what's common to them that makes them want to come back? And I realized all those people were in my Facebook group, which I had been neglecting my Facebook group because, you know, you don't, it's not owned marketing. Facebook could change the rules and stop serving your group post any day. So it kind of stopped nurturing my Facebook group. I would post in there, but I didn't focus on growing it or anything. Um, But then, so I put more emphasis on my Facebook group, which I know is going to make people squirm because it sounds like a lot of work, but, but it's actually hasn't been that big a deal. I really enjoy my group and posting in there and I have reps that do most of it anyway. Um, So that's helped, but I also took a step back and thought, what is it about that group that makes them want to come back? And I realized I'm in there, like me as the owner of Kabooties, I'm in there talking to those people constantly. Like I'm saying the same thing to them all the time. This is the thing we're doing. This is the campaign or the event. I don't use those words to them, but I'm saying the same thing to them a lot, like just all the time. And I realized that doesn't bother those people. And that doesn't annoy those people. Those people opted to be in there and they want to hear that. And the more that they see me and connect with me and hear that message over and over and over, the more they want to participate in what I'm doing. And I just felt in that moment, like, okay, I have permission to figure out who the people that are closest to wanting to buy and to just be in front of them all the time. Because up until that point, I was so scared of bothering people and annoying people and kind of telling myself that lie that they don't, they don't really want to hear from me. They don't want a sales pitch or whatever. And I stopped thinking that and I thought about, well, how do I really build a relationship with these people who are almost ready to make a purchase? And as soon as I gave myself permission to do that, that was when the needle really started to move. Oh, so cool. So you, um, so really the action you took was just showing up there a couple of times a day, responding to people, creating some posts and sharing what you were doing. I'm sure they love the behind the scenes stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. One of the other things I remember you saying in passing, and maybe you can expand on it a little bit, was that you also realized that uh, you did, we had this uh, analysis of our Google Analytics and you realized, you did a great post about it. You realized that even though uh, the the older people like me, they visit your website, uh, were visiting, they weren't necessarily converting and you made a change based on that. Yeah, um, I did. I just went into my ads that were working and sending a ton of traffic. And I just, I narrowed the demographics so that I was actually targeting the people who were purchasing from me. Um, And that has actually worked really well too. It's made it easier to grow that Facebook group that I mentioned before, because now those people are the ones interacting with my cold ads 
And Facebook makes it really easy to invite those people to like your page and then invite them into your group. And then once they're in those things, it's really easy to get them on your list. So now I'm building that list of people who are actually more likely to purchase from me. Um, And so I'm able to engage with those specific people who are likely to buy soon. So you jumped into your group and you, uh, you, you gave yourself permission to talk about your business jumped into your group and you engage and you talk about your business, you kind of narrowed down your targeting, you identified who was buying, you narrowed that down. Anything else you did that moved the needle? Yeah. Um, so I expanded, I was emailing consistently, but I was afraid to contact the same people too much. So I kind of took a page from someone else in the group, Laurel Thompson, and she laid out in the inner circle, this Um, segment that she pulls in Clavio of people she calls them red hot. And they're people who have been to your site multiple times, but they haven't made a purchase. And so I took that list of people and I kind of stalked them a little bit and figured out what they were interested in and what they'd been looking at. And I just contacted them often. So they were getting mini campaigns for me, the email campaigns for me. I started sending them SMS also, and I set up retargeting to um, people in that not specifically in that category, but retargeting ads to help grow that group and to be in touch with people more. Um, So I just set up as many touch points as I could with the warmest people who were almost about to buy. And I just stopped worrying, well, what if they unsubscribe? Because at that point, they're either going to not want to be in your audience anymore, they're going to make a purchase. And so I really made a priority of being there for the people who were ready to make a purchase. And if the people who unsubscribe did, they weren't going to end up being my customer anyway. So I decided to prioritize those people who are almost ready to buy. Oh, good. So it was really about uh, paying attention to the, uh, or first of all, I guess, identifying that group of people and then thinking about ways to get them back to your site just one more time. Exactly. Just one more time. Mm-hmm. That's good. Is that the first, uh, like, when did you start doing SMS marketing? Um, it's been maybe six months. It was definitely this year that I started taking it seriously. Okay. Oh, really? Yeah. So I actually started doing it maybe a month or so right before all the big changes hit where they changed the rules around short codes and around like how you can contact people for abandoned carts. So that's been interesting to learn and and relearn things. Um, but Clavio is getting a lot better too at making that easy to do as an extension of the email marketing you're already doing. Oh, they are. Um, mm-hmm. I know it. Yeah, I know at first when they rolled out the the SMS, it was pretty bumpy, but yeah. it, it, there's nothing better than Clavio for uh, making segments of people based on their behavior. So it's so nice that you can actually find those people because I think when you said you kind of stalked them, I think you're talking about you looked at the, what they were doing in Clavio, right? Yeah, absolutely. So you can, it's really easy to figure out what they've been looking on your website. If there's a specific product they're especially interested in, and then you can start to kind of see, oh, this, this is a product that's really popular among people who are looking to buy. And then, oh, you send out a, an email featuring that product to that group of people and, you know, five of them go buy it. And it's things like that are really easy wins. Yeah, for sure they are. And if you make notes of the things that really work for you when you're having one of those weeks where things aren't going your way, you just need to like center yourself, focus, pull out that list and do those things. And you know that you're going to get some results. It's really good. Absolutely. Okay. Anything else that you did? I, I think that was pretty much the gist of it. I gave myself permission to really be active in my Facebook group, 
knowing that those people also needed to get into my list so that if the rules change, I still have access to them. And I just got over my fear of bothering people. Yeah. You know? Yeah. How do you get people onto your list in your group? What's your best strategy? Honestly, I've found that the thing that they're most motivated by, they're not really in it for a discount um, because my products are higher priced anyway. If they wanted cheap baby shoes, they'd go to Walmart. So they're not super motivated by a discount. There's two things they love. Um, Newness. So if I do a limited edition thing, they'll get on a waiting list to be able to get that thing. And the other thing is just access. The, the, The main motivator I offer to get on my text list is that you can text me back. If I send you a text, you can just respond and we can chat. And so having access to participate in my brand instead of having just a one-way conversation at them has been a big motivator to pull them further into the funnel. They want to feel like they're part of things. Exactly. So good. Really, really good. And I, I just wanted to, there are a couple of things I was thinking when you said that. And so the first thing is that uh, you said newness is a big deal. And who in a million years, especially somebody uh, like us, who's on the other side, who's really figuring out how to sell the products, we would never, ever think that somebody would really buy six or seven or eight pairs of your shoes, right? Because that, that doesn't seem possible for us. But what's shocking is there are lots of people that would do just that because mm-hmm. it's not about what they need. It's about what they want and how it makes them feel. And, and so I agree with you that, you know, even though I would say from everything I've seen, a discount is probably the best way to get a cold visitor uh, on your site, onto your email list. For mm-hmm. those people that really have that high lifetime value, it means nothing to them. It's really not. It's all about getting getting hard to get product. You're right. Feeling like they're in the know, adding to their collection. Like who would ever think that people collect baby shoes? But yes, like they are your collectors. And I believe that they love being inside of your group so that when they post a picture of their kid in those shoes, it's like their friends from high school aren't going, oh my God, what's wrong with her? (laughs) Private, right? And it's like they're with their people. that all love the same thing. So that is super cool. The other thing that you said that I think is uh, really, really important for other people to onboard is your 50% returning customer rate, which is on the Shopify dashboard for anyone who's on Shopify is something to be really proud of. But it's also a red flag. Totally a red flag. So I'm so glad that you noticed that, that it it was... um, Great while it lasted, but it won't last because there's a, you know, there's attrition all the time. And so when you think about what's going to happen at Kabooties for the rest of the year and what your strategy is going forward, can, I know I didn't ask you to prepare this, so you'll just wing it, but can you uh, share kind of your high level strategy of how you're going to grow this thing? Yeah, absolutely. Um, One of the best things I got out of going through reliable revenue that we just wrapped up. And when it comes back, I highly recommend it to anybody that's on the fence about it or was this past time. Um, I feel like I really got clarity. I was able to kind of step back and take a big picture look at my business and see what's worked and where I want to be and kind of what will bridge the gap from where I am to where I want to go. And so I actually have this, this little plan that's just three steps, but I feel like it's simple enough, but powerful enough to get me where I need to be. Um, so we talked right before we started recording about um, 
how I've been kind of blessed and cursed at the same time with some supply chain things that, you know, when you double your conversion rate, you double your sales. And so I started selling things faster than we were making them, which is a good problem to have, but still a big problem to have. Um, So right now, my main focus is just increasing production capacity so that we're we're working on um, filling orders, things, people, I'm sorry, I'm stuttering. Um, I'm waiting to um, get more inventory for the things people are waiting on. We've been collecting leads for what products are you waiting to come back into stock? And I have one girl that works for me just sewing those things. I have two other people who are just sewing a ton of our best-selling products and building that up so that we can start scaling soon. And then once we get a lot of that inventory built up, more than we could reasonably sell right now, I'm going to outsource fulfillment of just those SKUs, just the best-selling items. So that's all off my plate. And then once all that is built and ready to go, um, I'm going to start scaling traffic just to those best-selling products. I hope I said that concisely enough that that made sense. Oh, I think it's it's so good. Here's here's what I think is so good. First of all, the the most important thing to me, it almost makes me a little teary-eyed, is that I remember when you joined the Inner Circle. And so to hear you speak, like where I remember where you were, and I remember you talking about nursing one of your children at night. Now we're both a little teary-eyed. But and and saying to yourself, I can't keep doing this to my family. Like I'm not making enough money. And uh, when you decided, oh, I'm paying for a year, even though I don't even know if I can do it. And and so I remember that girl. And to hear you watch what you've done and to hear you um, speak about your business with such confidence that you actually know you control it. Like that is huge. Like you know that your results are the are from what you put in, you can, there are things you don't control, but you mostly control the outcome. That's so good. So first, I want everyone, if they only take away one thing from this, listening to this episode to know that this could be you too, right? This could be you. So that's the first thing. Second thing is I want to share with you when I owned WeSqueak, when I decided to do kind of what you just said to, to say, okay, I'm going to look at my top I don't even remember now, but I think it was like 20 items. My top 20 SKUs, not SKUs, items, because I have a lot of SKUs. So do you. (laughs) Right? And so my top 20 items, and if I do nothing but make sure I never run out of those, my sales will go up. Like, I'm at that place where that's more important than, uh, like, having a broad selection is I just need to have those things and never run out of them because if I'm out of it, I lose a sale. And so that's really, really smart. And it almost feels like you're maybe you're outlaying more money than you'd like to right now to build up that inventory, but you're doing it in a smart way. It's going to pay you off because it's kind of like you're at this level. And then if everyone could see my hand go up about a foot and now you're at that level and then you're going to have to do it again, right? At some point, but you already know that you can. And then to have you wrap it up and say, and then I'm just going to go get a whole bunch more cold traffic and convert it. Yay, you. So, so good. So how do you feel right now? Like, how are you feeling? uh, Well, good, right? Tell me you're feeling good. I mean, yeah, it's exciting. I feel finally like I know how to 
decide what results I want and to go after them. But I also want to say one of my favorite things about being in your program is the group of entrepreneurs we get to speak with. Because you're right about laying out more money and it's being it's a little bit scary. Um, but working with um, a small group of people that I've met through the inner circle and reliable revenue, I told them those exact things. I'm like, I want to grow my business, but it's not going to be free. Like you have to buy more inventory than you're currently selling to get to that point where you can sell more things. And they looked at me because these are all women that have a bigger business than I do. And they looked at me and said, you have, you have data showing that these items sell, right? You know how to sell more of them, right? And I said, yeah. And they said, so why would you not put yourself in a position to go sell more of those things? Like you, you know what to do. Um, so they basically gave me permission to take that next step um, and kind of bet on my business. And invest in what I I would bet on your business. Honestly, I would. I feel like you are just such a good student of of business. Like you were born to do this, really. I mean, I swear you could teach it now. And and so, yeah, I would totally bet on your business. I think it's a safe bet. I mean, there are always going to be things you can't control, but you know that you have the power to make really good decisions uh, that you know, mitigate the damage that those things do. It's really, really good. So I I want, there's somebody out there that needs to hear from you for sure today. And I just wonder, do you have any, um, like any advice for somebody who is where you were? You know, that absolutely. Where you were like, I have to stop doing what I'm doing. The biggest thing is just don't stop. There's going to be points along the way where it feels like you broke something or where it feels like maybe you aren't the right person to be doing this, or maybe you just don't know what you're doing. Don't stop, especially if you feel at that place where it's like, oh, if I could just get past this one last thing, pick one activity that you know can be successful and just consistently do that thing until things start to improve and then pick one more activity and consistently do that thing until you start to see results. And it just slowly starts to build until things really do start to get easier. And also surround yourself with a group of people who've been where you are, who can just be there for you and kind of see your your position from outside of it and help you through that. Oh, good. That is really good advice is that don't don't keep searching for a bunch of things because you'll end up in the very, in the very same chair, <laughs> having the very same conversation with yourself. You really just do have, there are lots of ways to win the race. Mm-hmm. You have to pick yours. But I think the other thing, would you agree with me that when you do that one thing consistently, it's going to take longer than you think? Would Absolutely. You think? Yeah. Like you said, I've been in the inner circle almost two years. And for the first year, All I did was just figure out how to get people in the top of my funnel. And then I got really good at driving traffic, but still part of me was nervous because I thought, well, shouldn't I be selling more if I'm bringing all these people to my site? It took a long time to figure out how to get them to convert and also just to nurture those people. And it is a little bit nervous when you see your traffic go up and your conversion rate go down and you just have to tell yourself, this is step one of a multi-step thing. And you can't expect to be at the end when you've only done the first step and the only way to get to the end is keep going. So good. I might have to write that down. (laughs) You said something else really powerful that I had to write down too. So that, that is really good. Um, I agree with you a hundred percent. It's just, 
you just everything that's worth it in life doesn't happen fast usually it's usually a series of actions that you take to get there so that's really good so thank you for that I can't wait to see what you do next I'm like totally excited to see what happens next and I just hope you never stop sharing I just look for your posts I'm like yes there she is that's so good so listen thank you so much I think there are going to be lots of questions where should people go if they're looking for you so I am at Kabooties everywhere. Um, so just follow Kabooties, C-A-B-O-O-T-I-E-S. Um, and you can contact me directly, Kelly at Kabooties.com. Or if you're a member of the Inner Circle, you can just find me in the group. Yeah, thank you there. Thank you so much, my friend. I really appreciate you. I know how crazy busy you are. So I appreciate you uh, setting up aside, aside the time to talk to me, share with me, but also to share with our audience. So good. We'll see you soon. Thank you, Susan. Hey, listen, if you like what we're working on here at the Roadmap to 50K and it's helping you get clarity on your next steps, I think you really have to check out our inner circle. You know, it is just an amazing place to learn how to build your business the right way. And you get to do it with a wonderful group of store owners that support each other and will cheer you on. You know, in the inner circle, our only purpose is to help our members get results And because of that, we actually have dedicated coaches that are fully trained and available to work one-on-one with you. And we offer that to our members at crazy affordable prices, because I know that sometimes you just need a little extra help to get past a roadblock so that you can move on and make progress again. So if this sounds good to you, I want you to head on over to thesocialsalesgirls.com forward slash inner dash circle and get on the wait list. We will send you a lesson so that you can see what's waiting for you on the inside. And we'll also invite you to join us the next time we are open to take new members. So listen, friends, that's all. Thank you so much for spending your time with me and I will see you next week.